Welcome back to Martins and More. My name is Maury Rich. And I'm Spoon Phillips. And today's episode is brought to you by the Martin 0012E Koa. With the 0012E Koa in Martin's lineup, now more players can turn their dreams of owning a Koa guitar into reality. The back and sides of this gorgeous model are constructed with Koa fine veneer, which is an environmentally conscious alternative wood option made by bonding Koa hardwood to an African mahogany core. For more information on the 0012E Koa, please visit maurysmusic.com today. What's going on, Spoon? Well, hey, Maury, it's good to be back having another podcast. Um, I, I, it's interesting you you uh, brought up this uh, particular model that's sponsoring this episode. I was actually just thinking about that model the other day when somebody wrote me at my own website, uh, One Man's Guitar, about Martin Necks. And I think one of the most comfortable necks for my hand that Martin's ever put out is the Short Scale Performance Artist Profile that's now only available uh, on guitars that are made at the Navajo factory in, in Mexico. And this is a very comfortable triple-O, gorgeous koa, because, because they're using a fine veneer, which is something that goes all the way back to the very first Martins that were made, even over when he was making uh, guitars in Germany uh, in the Viennese style before he came over to uh, the United States. He... Uh, used fine veneers on the outside of many of his guitars, so you have really beautiful wood on the outside. And the inside, you call it African mahogany, it's kaya, that's one name of the species, it's got a bunch of different names, but it is the wood that was originally called African mahogany. And uh, it's got a density that's closer, it's not as dense as South American mahogany, but it gives you a solid wood core that gives you the strength and the flexibility, and then you get that uh, beautiful koa veneer. So a very cool, amazingly affordable, uh, good-looking uh, Martin guitar. So uh, thank you for uh, reminding me uh, to bring that up. Speaking of good-looking, it's my turn to talk again. <laughs> Be my guest. I have a good idea for a podcast. Would you like to hear about it for the first time right now? Uh, certainly. <laughs> Why don't we take today to talk about, well, you know what, before I even get that far, and it's not because I haven't thought of it yet, we have to be very careful. We often forget to include our new favorite segment, 10 Reasons to Buy a Blue Ridge Guitar, and I think you owe us an installment. I can't remember if we did it last week, but I do remember that we don't always remember. Should we just do that first? Yes, yes, but to be fair, it's not always that we don't remember. Sometimes there are, we get talking, we get caught up in our topics, and we ru literally run out of time. So it's kind of like the guest on the old Merv Griffin show, who we don't have time for Toadie Fields today, but she promised she'll be back next week, <laughs> so or tomorrow, <laughs> but yes. Um, so yes, let's go ahead with that, because we're almost finished with the list. We're more than halfway through. I believe this is, in fact, the number four reason on Spoon's list to buy our own a Blue Ridge guitar. The number four reason is gorgeous tone woods. Blue Ridge guitars are made with really beautiful tone woods. Whether you're going up at the top of their line with the Adirondack spruce tops, and the forward-shifted scallop bracing, and the, their version of a vintage V-neck, um, or you're going down into the more affordable models, you get really beautiful rosewood and really pretty mahogany. You get some really nice figuring in the mahogany. You get that wonderful copper sheen. Uh, that you uh, that I look for in mahogany, sometimes with uh, the straight banding, sometimes with more uh, burl and and uh, more interesting, uh, gorgeous looking uh, mahogany figuring, um, and basically it's those traditional woods that most people want. And the Sitka spruce tops are always really nice uh, in terms of the cosmetic look of them. Uh, with great cross silking, and um, and so whether you have a rosewood uh, family fingerboard and 
and bridge or mahogany, I mean, uh, ebony. Um, so, you know, traditional woods that go back, even though they're not made in America, they go back to the American guitar tradition that was basically invented by C.F. Martin. At, you know, and at the same time, or- Orville Gibson was developing his version of the American guitar after, after a while. And, and the Blue Ridge models are inspired by both of those builders. But, uh, but pri- the models, of course, that I like the most are the ones that are m- more like the uh, Martin guitars, uh, but again with those traditional uh, tone woods that um, make uh, Blue Ridge an incredible value for getting a guitar made by human beings in a factory that's been making guitars for a very long time using high-quality woods in the traditional dovetail neck joint, scallop bracing, uh, uh, forward shallop scallop bracing on most of the models. Um, and uh, that's my number four reason for owning a Blue Ridge guitar. Most excellent. And if you're wondering again, why is this program called Martins and More? There's the more. It's not all Martin. So let's get into today's topic. I'm going to call this episode Hidden Gems, Martin Guitars Under $1,000. And by that, I mean... We sell a lot of Martin guitars. We have a lot of guitars on the website. We get a lot of activity and a lot of interest in the entire Martin lineup from the least expensive to the most expensive to the completely mainstream to the guitar that you never see anymore. But among our daily and weekly and monthly uh, sales activity here, there are these guitars I would call hidden gems, guitars you might not have thought of, maybe guitars you may have possibly overlooked can you kind of get into the vibe I'm looking for there, Spoon? Well, absolutely. I'm very curious to hear what they are. I, there's, you know, certain Martin models that I like that I always consider my own hidden gems, um, but they typically are over $1,000. And they're not hidden gems. They're just sort of the road less traveled by. But you're talking about you want to focus on the more affordable ones because you, you had mentioned to me right before we started the a podcast that you want to uh, deal with guitars that are under $1,000. And that really got my mind going of, wow, what would I include on that list? So do you already have a list made up that you want to go through? I do. It's not in any particular order. And I'd like to start with maybe some smaller guitars, but the whole spirit of today's episode would be guitars under $1,000 that you may have come to Mari's music and missed. And by that, I just mean uh, you got us on the phone, you got us in an email, and you're looking for certain guitars, but you may have missed something like, for example, the Triple O C Junior 10E. Wait a second, did you say the Junior? So you're talking about the Triple O C Junior 10E. Actually, this would definitely be on my list of hidden gems. When I played this at the factory, when they came out, because, um, of course, I don't get to see the, you know... I all the prototypes and, and, uh, Ramin, you know, doesn't, you know, it's not like I meet with him, get to meet with him all that often. So I do not, um, you know, I don't often get to see those. So I didn't get to see that until it came out. And when I went to do the, you know, my, uh, my one man's guitar, uh, videos that I do for my website, said I was really pleased with this instrument. So the junior series, people are familiar with the dreadnought junior, which is a, still has that sort of, uh, you know, what I call the square shoulder Martin Dreadnought shape, but in a smaller guitar with an extra short scale neck. And this is uh, made in that, what they call the more feminine shape that you see in the in Martin Triple O's, OM's, Double O's, and O's. Um, but again, smaller guitar, but this one has a cutaway. And of course, uh, uh, online, on board pickup, an online pickup, an onboard <laughs> pickup um, that's plug and play. And uh, I immediately thought that the people who have re- had really embraced the, the sort of ukulele culture and the, the Ed Sheeran fans and people like that that started to gravi- gravitate toward extra small guitars that would feel more like a big ukulele, really. That's how I equate them, because I play much bigger guitars. But super comfortable, easy to play, cut away, 
and uh, and what I think would make a great addition to anybody's arsenal that wants something super portable, but that still sounds and feels like a real guitar. So, what, what's your take on on the uh, the Triple O C Junior Ten E? I think it's really interesting. Martin, you know, got some popularity going really quickly with the D Junior Ten, and when they came out with the Triple O version, my first thought would be, well, the D Junior was meant to give people the dreadnought sound. And the dreadnought shape just shrunk down. Why would they need a triple O C when they already have triple O's and double O's and O's? And I'm not really sure where the science comes from and, and what Martin tried to do. If we admit that they took the dreadnought and shrunk it down to make the D Junior, I don't necessarily think anybody at Martin thought they need to take a triple O and shrink it down for you know any uh, credible reason that I know of. But what it did was it it basically took the popularity of the D Junior and gave people one more body size, one more shape to go ahead and, and have a choice. And it's like that old thing I just read the other day on somewhere online. If you see a, a soda machine and it's a Coke machine in the hallway, you ask yourself, am I thirsty or not? If you see a Coke machine next to a Pepsi machine, you ask yourself, which one do I want? You don't even give any thought to, I'm not thirsty anymore. I know I'm thirsty. Now I want to decide which two to get. Maybe it was just something else for Martin to give you a choice in the junior lineup. And if you weren't entirely sure you needed a D junior, uh, maybe the marketing geniuses there at Martin figure, well, if we give you the D junior and the triple OC junior to, to choose between, you'll skip that first step about, do I need it? You'll decide which one's which. So I think it's just another, uh, a way to give people the choice. It's sometimes Martin is very good about if they introduce a model, they'll give it to you with both rosewood or mahogany. Sometimes they'll give you the choice Sitka top or Spaley top. I really think the addition of the Triple O C Junior is just those people that do like the D Junior. Now now you have something to choose between. And I I don't see it as popular as the Dreadnought Junior as far as our sales, but it's I think it's nice to be able to uh, go after those people that just aren't Dreadnought people. Well, I think that I'm glad you just said that. You ended that exactly correctly because you had mentioned that dreadnought sound. Uh, of course, the the D Junior, the the dreadnought Junior, um, isn't going to give you as big a voice or as much bass response as you get from a full size whopping dreadnought. But it's much more comfortable. But it still gives you the look and the vibe. And when you compare this to the, the to this Triple O. You do get more bass response out of the D, but when you plug in the triple O, you can always use EQ to maximize the, the bass response. What you do get is you get you you can hear the uh, bass string. It's good for finger picking, and it's certainly good enough for strumming. But um, but I think there's some people that simply like the look of those kind of guitars, and people who want uh, the cutaway. And either because they like the look of the cutaway or they actually use the cutaway as often as I use a cutaway. And of course, extra short scale, you get, you know, you got to play very precisely up there, to be honest, if you have big, big fingers particularly. But I think uh, it definitely has its place. And I think people uh, who get a chance to play one of these, especially if you get to plug them in, will be, will be pleased. Um, there are other brands out there, the Baby Taylors and stuff like that, that there are other small guitars like this that people do. They're not just a novelty item. And you do see them. I see them in the open mics and, and on stage and stuff in New York City all the time. Uh, and those kind of smaller guitars. And like I say, I think it really comes from that sort of Ed Sheeran idea of of having that, that small guitar that still puts out a, a, a lot of sound. So, um, and, you know, easy to play. So, uh, interesting choice to kick off this list of the uh, hidden gems after under $1,000, as you call it. Uh, Ed Sheeran, never heard of him. Sheerly, you're joking. <laughs> the number two, Martin Guitar, hidden gem under $1,000 at Marty's Music. Boy, that rolls off the tongue. The Triple O 10E, we're going to keep it 10. And of course, this I'm going to remind you, this list has no order and it might not even get to 10. But the Triple O 10E is another guitar you may have missed if you came to Marty's Music and got a little bit lost in all the available Martin guitars. I would definitely include the Triple O 10E in today's topic. 
How familiar are you with that? I'm not that familiar with them. I, I've known them, I've seen them, and I've played them. Uh, it's interesting. So, so for those that are not that familiar with the Martin nomenclature, uh, the traditional Martins, uh, the number referred to the, the cosmetic style, and that also typically includes the tone woods. So the ones you're most familiar with, style 18, like the D18, traditionally mahogany back and sides, spruce top, um, the style 21 and style 28 have rosewood back and sides, and you could sort of see cosmetically that a 21 uh, is basically a 18 with a rosewood back and sides. 28 has different colored binding, and, and that's when you start getting up into the rosewood trim and things like that. Style 35 typically comes with, and style 36 come with a three-piece back rosewood and so forth and when you get up into anything that begins with a four it's all you get that pearl inlay stuff going on uh you go in the other direction then the 17s have their own styling and their own vibe the 16s have their own styling and their own vibe the 15s are uh mahogany family tops backs and sides and that's what you get from nasworth when you get down to Navajoa guitars, it's a little different. So with style 12 and 13, which are the upper level road series guitars that have more trim, you don't always, you have choices in the backs and sides and the top woods. That's, that is a modern Martin thing. And when you get down into 10, 10 you're getting into what I consider the introductory Martin guitars that are made out of wood and that give you uh, a lot of uh, resonant tone because you're talking about solid wood tops and you, you're getting into, you know, what you can say are professional level acoustic guitars. So this is a simple, simply appointed uh, a guitar that is mainly about the construction in the wood and the comfort with the short scale and the very comfortable uh, neck profile. Um, and so what is, you're more familiar than I am with the 10, what is today's 10E, triple uh, O 10E, in terms of what does it come with when you look at it and what are the woods that are being used? Well, the triple O 10E has got a Sapele backsides and top. And it really, uh, it competes pretty well with the triple O 15M from a previous podcast we did very recently, but it's one of those guitars that gives you some options that you really don't see. Uh, you know, some people would say, I want to buy a Martin guitar, but I don't want to be stuck in the road series or the 16 series. I want to go and go really far up past standard. Really between the 15s and, and the road series, you don't have all that many options to get a Sapele top, but that's the triple O 10 E is, is basically an all Sapele guitar. Uh, and that's, that's kind of its claim to fame. And one of the things about it, and besides looking very cool, so people like that look of that that dark, you know, wood wooden guitar that uh, often makes me think of uh, Brazil nuts, that kind of you know rich brown color that you get from from uh, the mahogany family. You get a different sound. So the nice thing about a Sapele uh, compared to other mahoganies, the other mahogany tops. Uh, they they can be warm and I call them very pretty. They're very pretty sound, but you don't get a lot of chime out of them, and you get more chime out of Sapele, I think, than you get out of Sipo, which is another African mahogany, or um, the uh, traditional South American mahogany. And so I think they sound really good, brand new, and um, and uh, you know they look cool and they have a unique sound that you know people. People will either say you'll know right away whether you you're a, uh, a spruce top only person when you hear a guitar with a ma mahogany family top, but I would definitely say you should listen to uh, a Sapele top because I think they sound a little uh, more. Uh, I don't know if you want to call it sparkle or a brighter sound to them, or crisper, or they they sound. I think they might appeal to a spruce centric ear more than you than a 15 series guitar even would do so um so and uh price tag it's hard to beat the price tag 
on a uh, you know a level ten road series guitar. I would agree, but I found a guitar that does beat that price tag. Would you let me gush about the next guitar on our list of Martin guitar hidden gems under a thousand dollars at Mari's Music? The OMC X1E, back in black. Wow, wow. Well, that's a very good hidden gem. I, I, I have a couple of f uh, friends that you know have to have a black guitar. That's you know that's their thing. They're both electric guitarists primarily, and so I think they see their black guitars as a stage, you know, guitars, acoustic guitars. They need acoustic guitars sometimes when they're recording in their home studios and stuff, but they want a black guitar. Either they like that vibe and, uh, and that, you know, it's, it's inspiring to them, or they want to have it on stage when, you know, even if it's sitting in the, on the stand mainly and they pick it up for the times they need, need an acoustic guitar, but they need something with a, uh, you know, plug and play electronics that can go through a big rig, um, cut away. And, uh, and this guitar certainly, uh, accomplishes that. Um, so that's a cool, I'd say not one of those, you talk about hidden gems, not one of those guitars that, you know, is on my radar typically. So that's pretty cool. Um, what's your take on, on this uh, orchestra model? This is a sneaky, uh, sneaky model for us because part of the reason we're taking a look at this list is we're looking at guitars that we either uh, haven't sold in a while because we ordered too many of them, or at one time they were really good sellers and then they dropped off a little bit and their popularity comes and goes. This is kind of a very, there's an inconsistent popularity with this model with us. We could sell five or six of these guitars in a couple of months, so then we'll order 10 and then we'll sell 12, so we'll order 20, and then we'll sell one, and we'll be like, why did we buy so many OMC X20 Blacks? And then we, it's hard to really chase trends and figure out why something's popular when it is and then why it wanes, but the OMC X1E, at any time on, on, uh, on a calendar year, we could put it on our bestseller list or our worst seller list, and I wouldn't be surprised if while we're making the list, the list kind of flops. So the OMC X1E Black... Like you said, it totally hits a sweet spot. If, if you're going to look for a Martin guitar that's got plug-and-play electronics under a thousand bucks and you need a cutaway, right away, this is one of the guitars you should look at. But like you said, if you want a black guitar, uh, there might be one more black guitar on this list. I'll have to really make you guys wait and listen to the whole thing because I don't <laughs> want to give away. I think I know what that is because they, they don't have many black guitars <laughs> these days. But I also want to point out something about this compared to the other guitars we just talked about. Uh, that not only has a cutaway, it's a long scale orchestra model. And so you want to remember that because that can make a difference. Now, a lot of the uh, models that are made, the more foldable models are long scale, even though they say triple O, but not all of them. So you always want to check that, especially if you expect to be up, up above the 12th fret, because the room you get for the long scale uh, fret distribution when you get up there compared to short scale can make a big difference again it depends on your hand size but i have to play short scale guitars these days because of my old football injuries and and all that so um i used to always be an om man because i wanted that extra real estate up there so i have to play much more precisely you know kind of tiptoeing through the minefield of of you know trying to avoid traffic jams up there and this guitar gives you that so, um, so I guess I, I guess I would have to say if you're uh, a Fender man, I mean, you guys, when it comes to electric guitarists are looking for like my other friends who want to plug and play acoustic, they want to spend a lot of money on it, but it needs to sound good through their rig. This would be a good option if you're a Fender player and if you're used to long scale necks. If you're a Gibson player, you may want to look at a short scale guitar. But I think that's an important thing to say. You know, I'd like to inter I'd like to interject here as we get going. I have a special trivia question uh, that, uh, that's another thing we sometimes forget to do in these uh, podcasts. So would you like to hear my special trivia question? I would love to. Okay. Well, my strip special trivia question is to see if our listeners can figure out during the course of this broadcast, what time of day was this podcast recorded? And you <laughs> may get a clue coming up. It's going to be like one of those Sherlock Holmes cartoons, isn't it? <laughs> 
I'm not sure if you're referring to, uh, like, you know, Underdog or Bugs Bunny dressed up as Sherlock Holmes, or is this some <laughs> highbrow cartoon you used to watch? <laughs> well, if, <laughs> if you're into season three with me on this and you still think there might be highbrow anything, you haven't been paying attention. <laughs> so, uh, what do you think is uh, coming up on your list? I don't want to brag, but I'm really good friends with the guy that buys the wood at Martin Guitar. So not only am I a fan of this next guitar, I can pronounce it. It's the GPC X2E Macassar. Um, I beg your pardon. That must be the GPC2E Macassar. Damn it. Actually, we're both right. I've always—I used to call it Macassar, and I don't remember why I did that. I'm sure I probably saw some naturalist somewhere on some television show with some sort of accent uh, called it uh, Macassar. And in fact, I thought they said Macassar because they didn't pronounce their Oz as certain people don't. But but I do know that most people call it Macassar, and I believe Mike Dickinson at Martin calls it Macassar. So I would just uh, be happy to say that uh, you're sort of wrong. <laughs> but in any case, if people don't know what we're talking about, Macassar ebony is a species of wood that is native to uh, the Indonesian archipelago, but is, uh, is found in, throughout South Asia. And I might even be in India that Martin may source when they do get it, they may source it in India. But this, of course, is the X series. So this is a, uh, again, if you don't know the Martin nomenclature, GPC, Grand Performance with a cutaway. The Grand Performance body shape has the feminine waist, but it's wider and deeper than an OM, though they make some models at OM and triple O depth for electric uh, Often their acoustic electric models are. So I'm, I, I'm, I must be honest with you, I don't remember if this model has the full GPC depth or if it has the shallower uh, OM depth. But it's wider than that. But it's So in other words, the sound chamber has a little more cubic space than an OM. And it has a different sound to it that I feel is a little fuller bottom end, not necessarily more bass response as more lower mid response so e string a string and even d string a little uh thicker sounding to my ear than an om uh long scale guitar but because it is in fact the uh the uh, what's the full model name again it's the gpc x2e x2e so um so it's the two level Acoustic Electric from the X-Series. So this isn't actually Macassar Ebony. It's an HPL guitar with this beautiful Macassar Ebony uh, imaging on it that they do with a, a fantastic uh, digital printer. And it looks like, you know, the most expensive Macassar Ebony you can buy on the market. It's absolutely gorgeous to look at. So if you've never seen one, Get on the website and check this out. So why don't you give us, you go down through the, uh, the actual specs of this GPC. Down the specs we go, the GPC X2E. I'll make you a deal. I'll tell you the specs, but remind me to give you a trivia question when I'm done saying them. The GPC X2E Macassar has a number two in it because the top is a solid wood top. In this case, it's solid Sapele. So almost everywhere in the Martin lineup, when you see an X-Series with a two in it, you'll see a solid spruce top, but the two literally just means solid wood. And in this case, wood, didn't you know, it's not spruce, it's sapele. <laughs> so we have a sapele top. Sorry about that. Uh, scallop X bracing. You have the performing artist neck with a high performance taper, uh, which is very, very popular these days. At least the high performance taper is where you get the one and 11 16th inch feel on your right hand, but the left hand has a one and three quarter inch nut. So it tapers from a wide feel to a narrow feel. And you still get things like the Fishman MX electronics. It's a long scale instrument and it really, you know, specs aside, it really gives you one of the very few ways to get into an alternative body size frankly, under a thousand bucks or not to get into a GP at, at any price point is pretty rare in the Martin lineup these days, but the GPC grand performance cutaway here in the X series with the solid Sapele top, it really makes for a sound that 
if if we ever do those comparisons on our YouTube channel on Wednesday's virtual tour, or I'll take some time and sometimes literally just do a video comparing guitar A to guitar B. There aren't many guitars in the Martin lineup that sound anything like it. To have a grand performance with X-Series being HPL and then adding a solid Sapeli top, take away the, the gorgeous look of the back and sides. This guitar really is kind of a unicorn. Well, absolutely. And and again, um, it's a unique sound. Uh, Sapeli tops sound... Uh, different from from spruce but they also sound different from other uh, mahogany family so definitely worth checking out i think they have a like you you often use the word sweet spot uh unique sweet spot not only does it look really cool because the the sepalia on these tops if uh i haven't seen the one you had in stock uh for certain but the ones i've seen have really good looking banding on it so uh Really attractive, goes well with that amazing uh, uh, Macassar Ebony image on the back and sides and has a unique sound. So people should really uh, look this up and, and check out the, you know, the, uh, the demonstration video on Maury's website. Uh, and if he doesn't have an up-to-date one, he certainly will by the time this podcast is on the air. <laughs> well, how about I do you one better? How about we take a break? We talk about 20 questions, and I'll promise to add a GPC X2E Macassar, Macassar soundbite on this podcast. Oh, that's very cool. I, yes, that's a good idea. Now, you mentioned something about a trivia question. I did. We're going to roll right into 20 questions. But before we do, we talked about the fact that the X2E, the two in the model name in an X series, means it's a solid wooden top versus a solid HPL top. That's not always the case. Can you name a Martin guitar that is an X series that has a solid wooden top that does not have the number two in it? That answer coming up. After 20 questions. So this is the game that we like to play, uh, just so we have an opportunity to rib each other. But in uh, this version, uh, this week, the uh, smart guy, is that's being Maury, is going to think up a Martin <laughs> guitar that is available for sale out there in the world. And um, that's, you know, basically either still in production or still in the Martin catalog. And I, the wise guy, gets 20 questions to try to guess what model that might be. And I get up to three guesses as to what exact model that might be. But they count as part of those 20 questions. Sounds right to me. 20 questions on the clock. Go. Because now I'm padding this down to a formula. Is this guitar made in Nazareth, Pennsylvania? No. Ooh, ah. So for those who are new to this game, that means it's made in Navajoa, Mexico. Mexico. Is this guitar made in the dreadnought size? No. Does this guitar have a solid wood top? Yes. Is this guitar sold, uh, is it made with a cutaway body? Yes. That is four questions, non-dreadnought cutaway made in Navajo, Mexico. So question number five, the big O5. Is this guitar uh, made with 
the S body shape? No. <laughs> if you're playing along at home, it's not one of the SC models. Curses. Um, so that's the big, so we know it's a non-dreadnought made in Navajo with a solid top and a cutaway. It's not an S model. So now I've got to go into Mari mode and go through model sizes. Is this a, a guitar, a uh, grand performance body size? Yes, it is. Is this guitar made in the Road series? No. Hmm. 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 Is this model available in rosewood, mahogany, or Macassar ebony back and side imagery? Maybe. Yes. <laughs> Maybe. This wouldn't <laughs> happen to be the model we were just talking about, the GPC X2E. Keep talking. <laughs> it's available for. Oh, you got to name the whole thing. Available for sale at Mari's Music with us at Paley Top. No. Ah! Okay, well, that's set eight. What do you mean, no? Okay, so this is a GPC X2E made with a solid spruce top. Yes. Ten questions. Ten questions. Okay. Well, if you're going to get picky about it, is this the one made with a rosewood back and sides? No. So this is the one made with the mahogany back and sides. Yes, the GPC X2E mahogany. Yeah! Yeah! Twelve questions. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, I I must say, you had me going. You almost fooled me. Um, but then I, you know, and I have to say, you still beat me at this because the one time I tried to pull a fast one on you and pick the very guitar we've been talking about, you immediately got it <laughs> in one <laughs> guess. <laughs> so, I have to tell you, I was extremely, extremely close to doing just exactly that, but I did not want to share that spotlight with you. And both of us had an opportunity to have guessed it that quickly, but I almost literally made the GPC X2E Macassar my guess. I was almost ready to do it. I, I just didn't, uh, I wouldn't have thought that way. So, but anyway, that was fun. So yes, my streak continues. Well, not my streak exactly, but, but if we were keeping score, for those who are unfamiliar or, or have forgotten or just like to hear me rub it in, I have stumped Mari more than he stumped me. But we've, we have definitely stumped each other. But no one's going to top Mari's uh, record of getting it with one guess. That'll never happen. <laughs> but you almost could have tied me, and I'm not letting that happen. Yeah, well, you can, let, you can always rub that in, too. Nice. I'm going to find that meme that's going around with Mr. Rogers. I'm proud of you. <laughs> I'm proud of you. You know that. I hope you do. I knew you reminded me of someone. All right, Spoon, fun and games are over. Back to work, and I have to answer my trivia question, but would you like to guess first? I would. This is almost a mini, mini uh, 20 questions. Is it a junior? No. Is it a X-series? It's an X-series. Let me repeat the question, too, if anybody's getting here late on YouTube. When you look at the X-series, the number two in the model name almost always implies a solid spruce top. Can you name an X-Series guitar from Martin that does have a solid spruce top that does not have a two in the name? Uh, is this the O-X-1? No, that is incorrect. The answer is LX-1E. LX! Not a junior, an L. Okay. Yeah! 
why is the X series exempt in this rule? Why are you allowed to have a guitar in the X series with a solid top made of wood that doesn't have a two in it? Tell me why. Uh, my guess is it's grandfathered in. Chris Martin was always big on don't change something that isn't broken. And I bet you it was called the LX1 before they came up with this manufacturing idea of one means a non, non-wood top and two means a wood top. That's my guess. When I said a junior, my brain was thinking the little Martin and I said a junior and I should have said a little Martin. But yeah, okay. So being the Martin insider that you are, do you suspect in the near future, in the distant future, in 45 years that this will eventually be called the LX2E? Um, it's entirely possible. And like I said, that's just a guess. But I vaguely think that these little Martins were around before that decision happened. And so that's my guess, that it was grandfathered in. And it was short. Remember when they went through and renamed all of those X series? It was all because Chris didn't like them all having these long alphabet uh, code word names. And, and so he, that you'd have to decipher and try to figure out. And so he said, shorten them all up. And, but that one already had a short name. So I'm, that's just totally a guess. But I, I just know the way their minds work there. And I, that's my guess. We can find well, out. Well, next time you're at lunch with Tim Teal and Dick Boak and Chris Martin and Thomas Ripsom and whoever else you want to fakely include in that fantasy lunch meeting. And I want to start a yeah, start a bar fight um, <laughs> who's fa- <laughs> called Whose Fault Is This? Um, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's next week's trivia question. If you were in a bar fight, who would you want with you? Tim Teal, <laughs> Thomas Ripsom, Chris Martin, or Dick Boak? Well, I gotta go with Tim, man. He's he he's a he rides he's a biker. He rides a motorcycle, wears a <laughs> you know leather jacket. So I'll have to go with Tim Teal. Um. All right. Later, <laughs> when I talk to Dick Book, I will tell you you voted against him. But <laughs> but I gotta say, there couldn't be a more pacifistic guy, uh, you know, a more peaceful human being than Dick Book. So I think he would be happy that I didn't pick him. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can tell him that yourself. Um, the LX1E, there isn't much to talk about here except the fact that a lot of people come to Mari's Music looking for an affordable guitar and or a travel guitar and or something that's really resistant to humidity and temperature. And for some reason, we're going to put this LX1E in the hidden gem category because whether it's not the newest thing anymore, maybe the shine is off of it, the LX1E is a hidden gem for sure. It's easily missed, at least these days. We're talking very freely in a, in a podcast in 2023. And I bet you we're going to get a lot of phone calls Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all week long about lots of Martins. <laughs> and I'll almost guarantee this guitar will be forgotten in the just casual conversations. I don't hear a lot about it. It doesn't have a lot of press these days. But if you're looking for something in this price range, and remember, today's topic is Martin guitar, hidden gems under $1,000. This guitar is so far under $1,000, you can probably get two of them. But if you're looking for something that's not as big as an O or a double O, uh, and you're considering a travel guitar, Spoon just mentioned that the juniors are great. Uh, we're going to go bigger than the backpacker here for sake of argument. Anything in the LX series is certainly worth your time. But if you want to get something with a pickup, the LX1E uh, would be my recommendation to don't overlook this guitar too quickly. Well, if you're going to speak freely, and we'll do that, and, you know, everybody knows that, you know, I'm Martin-centric, but it, I would say when it comes to tone, this uh, sounds better than a Baby Taylor. To my ears, I mean, Baby Taylors, you can plug them in. They, they certainly work. Uh, my friend, big old Trey K, who's one of these mountainous guys, uh, used to play one. Um, I think he just liked the novelty of playing such a tiny guitar when he's such a big guy. But uh, at his old band, Uncle Moon, that was his main act for a long time. Nowadays, he plays my old uh, 73 D18. But uh, but oh, wow. um, I think these Little Martins are real guitars. And uh, I think they sound like real guitars. Of course, they're really tiny, so they, they sound like a small, very small guitar. But I think they... Uh, I think they... To my ears, the Baby Taylors sound more like a novelty toy guitar, frankly. And I think you get a, uh, you get a more guitar sound out of a, out of a Little Martin. Just my opinion. 
Well, you mentioned something a few minutes ago, OX1E, and that was not the answer to my trivia question, but I must admit it is next on my list of hidden gems. Oh, well, very good, because I like this guitar. I think it looks good. It's an O size, it's, uh, you know, which was Martin's original concert size, and uh, which was in the 1800s, you know, was considered big enough to actually perform a concert. And it's kind of hard to believe by uh, Taylor Swift standards that, Who? that somebody would expect to go out without amplification and perform a concert with, a, with an O-size guitar. But I know uh, people think of triple O's uh, compared to dreadnoughts, and we'll say a triple O is a small guitar. Well, uh, an O is definitely smaller than a double O or a triple O, but they're still real guitars. They still have real bass response. But go ahead. I'm jumping ahead. Go ahead. Tell us about uh, the OX1E. I'll try, but I'm just really, really impressed that you figured out a way to include Travis Kelsey's girlfriend in this podcast. We are so up on current events. Who? <laughs> <laughs> the Martin OX1E. It's a guitar that I don't really think about a lot. When you talk about hidden gems, this gem is so hidden, even I forget to bring it up. And I'm not just trying to be funny. If somebody gets on the phone with me later and we're talking about affordable instruments, this guitar doesn't come to my mind very quickly. And hey, let's keep the talking transparent going. This guitar doesn't really register on my radar all that much. It doesn't necessarily have any specific quality that makes me really gravitate towards it. And whether or not I mean, it is fair to say we saw a lot of standard series, a lot of modern deluxe. Much of our clientele does go for uh, guitars that cost a lot more than the X series do. So it's not often that I, you know, would pull this down to take a look at it for a customer. Uh, shame on me. I don't play it in a lot of videos unless we're doing a theme on X series or a theme on HPL. It's, I decided to talk about this today and it's, it's, it's so hidden. I don't really have a lot ready to falsely talk about it brag it up for the sake of sales. It's just a guitar that honestly, even I don't think of all that often. And when people talk to me about triple O versus double O versus O, it's only those real uh, specific use case players who want an O size guitar because they tell me they want one. Whenever somebody says, I want to get a smaller body guitar, my mind goes immediately to a double O and a triple O. And if I'm really being honest, the triple O is, is more versatile. So I, I often tell people, if you don't know what you want and you're asking me, should you go double O or triple O, forget the fact that I almost always suggest triple O if the price is the same. I almost never think to go all the way down to an O. So this guitar, for better or worse, it, it's not a dig. It's not me being unprepared. I just don't necessarily have a lot to gush about the OX one, really the O size in general. But when I think of an O, I go to an 018 in my mind and I honestly overlook this guitar myself. And it's, it's, it's just the truth. I, I could pause this now and, and script up a quick spiel, but it's, it's just a guitar. I don't put a lot of, of my mind on and it's maybe I should. Well, now that the, you know, the X series triple O's are short scale and the double O's, you know, I've always been short scale uh, except for occasional models and the, uh, the O is, it's really a, the matter's uh, body size, but not just that, because the slightly smaller body, uh, f everything on the fingerboard, including all the way up, including the headstock, is a little closer to the body as you come down those sizes. So they be, it becomes a very, it becomes a, a, a comfort thing in addition to the body size thing. Now, the reason I had mentioned, you know, trying to guess a, a, uh, a non two level X that had solid wood. I went with that because I forget they're not solid wood because it has, because that HPL uh, imagery that they use with the really f cool looking wood looks so real that when you see these guitars online, you see them in a shop uh, and certainly when you see them on stage, they look like wood. They look like really good, uh, cool looking wood uh, for literally a fraction of the price if this thing was uh, uh truly made out of uh solid uh sapele or some other thing from the uh you know the it cost a thousand dollars more if this was solid wood that looked as good as the wood it would probably cost a lot more than a thousand dollars more because they they purposely pick out whether you're talking koei koei whether you're talking about koa <laughs> or mahogany sapele which is a mahogany uh macaster ebony they are picking 
uh, wood that would be considered top grade wood to uh, come up with the imagery that ends up on this high pressure laminate. And so it's a really gorgeous looking guitar. So, uh, so you know, check it out. And again, same thing with the Spruce too, the, uh, the HPL guitars that have an HPL top that's made to look like Spruce. It looks like grade eight, you know, D45 level Spruce. So, uh, you know, it's, they do a great job. And, and when I see those guitars, they make me think of the old, the old 17s from the pre-war era with the solid mahogany tops. Um, so interesting, interesting choice. I didn't even know you were going to put that on your list. So, so uh, I guess great minds think alike. <laughs> Speaking of great minds think alike, I did tease earlier in the program, there might be one more black guitar on the list. And rounding out today's list of hidden gems under a thousand bucks from Martin Guitar, I do have one more guitar to tell you about. It's the DX Johnny Cash. Ooh, ah. You can throw in an ooh-ah there. Um, do you have one ready? <laughs> ooh. Ah, wow. So, so, okay. Well, that's a very cool guitar. You're right. Um, this was, of course, inspired by the old Johnny Cash signature model, which was inspired by the D35 that he had asked Martin to make in all black, and, and they had to do it without telling uh, Fred Martin, C.F. Martin III was still the chairman of the board at that time, and he refused to ever let them make a black guitar, and they made a black guitar for Johnny Cash and didn't tell him, and he honestly <laughs> didn't know about it. He didn't even know about it until he saw Johnny Cash playing it on TV, um, and then decided he was okay with it. But then they made a signature model out of it back when Dick was doing those artist signature models, and then they made this one for people who could never afford those kind of models. And, you know, after the signature model, they made a, a, a production model, but it was still up there priced, you know, even more than a D35. And so this gives people an opportunity to play a guitar similar to the one played by the Man in Black, but it is, uh, in the X-Series, extremely affordable and just has the word in block letters, cash, down on the, uh, on the fingerboard true and really even if you're not a johnny cash fan this is a great way to get what would be called a dx1e in black so don't think you have to be totally into that music or one of those guys that sees something on the fretboard and is afraid of owning a guitar that has someone else's name on it if you love the thought of an x-series instrument with hpl backsides and top and you simply like this color i think that's one of the reasons this is one of the more popular guitars at martin it is a hidden gem here at Mari's, but I do have it on good authority. This sells very well out the door at Martin. So as far as we track our sales from end users who buy it from us, Martin tracks their sales from the dealer network. There's nothing hidden about this as far as what Martin's doing and how many dealers go looking for it. So again, between this and the OMC X1E Black, that's it. If you, Unless you want to step up to the D35 Johnny Cash in the standard series and it's and you love 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 fingerprints with something like that <laughs> it better or worse if you want a black instrument and you don't want to cut away om uh, you have to get this one so it's it's one of those things that doesn't just pay tribute to a very deserving artist but it really does fill a hole in the martin lineup and whether or not it's a little bit overlooked here the message of today's program is don't overlook these hidden gems anymore if we succeeded at all this last hour, we, we tried to use the opportunity to bring something in front of your eyes, in front of your ears, and to remind you these guitars don't deserve to be hidden or forgotten or passed over. And if you are one of those guys that just loves researching instruments, even if you're not shopping, guys or gals, uh, consider finding these instruments at marismusic.com. We have most of them in stock. And of course, you'll find all the specs on the specs tab. You'll find actual pictures on the images tab if we do have these in stock. And if we did anything justice today, uh, we gave a little bit of screen time to some guitars that really are forgotten but shouldn't be. And dare I ask you, Spoon, before we wrap this whole thing up, is there a favorite, a clear favorite for you on this list? Um, I'll have to say no because I'd have to really re think through the list again. I, I want to take the, the time just to give a shout out to the, to the HPL tops because I, I lived with a fellow for a long time who, uh, um, well, I guess he, 
got married after he moved out for me, but, but he had an, a DX and with a, with an HBL top and uh, learned to play guitar on it. In fact, and he didn't know anything about Martin guitars. He just went into a guitar shop when he got over here. He's actually from England, a Nigerian fellow, but he grew up and uh, was born and raised in, in the UK. And he just went into a guitar shop and had the got people playing, you know, playing the guitars for him. And the one that he liked the, the best in his price range was that Martin. And I enjoyed that sound very much. And, uh, you know, to be fair, uh, unlike solid wood guitars, they don't all sound unique. Like, you know, you know no matter how, uh, how the quality of Martins are, as you play them and you play them in solid wood tops and backs and sides, the guitar is going to season and the more you and it's going to and it's going to be affected by your style of playing as the years go on the hbl guitars are not going to do that it's going to sound the same on day one as it sounds on day you know ten thousand basically but it's a really nice sound and if you guys are you know for people who would never even dream of buying a martin without a solid top you should check out Mari's videos or the videos that I appear on uh, playing these X-Series guitars because they have a very pretty musical tone. And you'll see why people are, you know, are, are happy to buy them like this cash model. And so I would have to say all of these are worthy uh, gu uh, guitars to check out, especially for, for uh, what they cost you to own one of them. Well, that brings another question up that isn't a trivia question. So before you answer yours, I have to ask, do you have to play guitar to be your roommate? Is that part of the uh, lease agreement? <laughs> no, it isn't. But I've certainly had um, multiple uh, guitarists living with me at one time or another. Uh, I had a woman who was a <laughs> longtime teacher, um, Berkeley grad, but she's now actually she's now a, a head of uh head of corporate giving at uh, Berkeley in Boston uh, at her alma mater, you know, and I've had, that's a very good question, but yes, I've had multiple uh, guitarists in my household at one time or another, but, um, but not currently. So, so you just, so you know. Well, as they say in the movie airplane, that's not important right now. You owe us a trivia question answer. Oh, yes. I wonder who uh, I was assuming people might be able to hear background noises. Uh, if you don't, if you haven't already figured out, I'm not using my Neumann mic setup today. I'm actually on the road and I'm actually using a headset and I'm not in my own environs. And so the room I'm in actually has a uh, mantle clock that that chimes at the quarter hour and gives away the hour. So I don't know if anybody heard or not. The clock chimed 11 uh, during our broadcast. And so we were broadcasting at 11 o'clock in the morning in my time zone. So I wonder if anybody heard that and guessed the right answer. Congratulations. If you did, if you did, you are way too attached to this podcast. That shouldn't matter to anybody <laughs> but Spoon. <laughs> but we do hope you found some value here. I, I, Spoon, I want to tell you, I'm always thanking them, but I want to thank you too. Uh, everybody listening and the other person on the microphone, this is so much fun for me. It's a lot of work, and sometimes we have to move heaven and earth to find the actual two-hour space to get this done, but I am so glad we do. And I want to thank all of you guys out there as well. If you have found value or entertainment, or geez, maybe even both, please consider giving us a review on Apple Podcasts. It would help the show so much. We might even read your review on the air. F. Williams writes, you guys are bringing rich history to the public. Thank you. Well, thank you, Mr. Williams, for that comment. Uh, those of you out there who are on the fence about giving us a review, I dare you to write one better. <laughs> Here, here. Yes, again, thanks for, to everybody for all your support, your mail. Uh, I always enjoy uh, reading uh, the mail that I receive at oneman at onemans.com and also the stuff that gets passed on to me by Maury from uh, the podcast listeners. So uh, we will certainly look forward to your comments on the YouTube version of this podcast or through uh, mail for those who listen on the other podcast platforms. 
From all of us at Mari's Music, thanks for listening. Hear you later. This has been a presentation of Maury's Music, your trusted source for Martin and Blue Ridge guitars. Find us online at maurysmusic.com. <laughs>